Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Whatever it is, it's alive and dead. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. See it while it's still on the loose before they get it in a straitjacket. It's a lie. Rated PG. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Tired and and, and uh, ready to go on this oh. new episode. Movie Sucktastic. Yay! Episode three three hundred something four. Yes, um, we've been dragging this year since the Oscars, uh, but we're catching up. It's okay. Um, yeah. I think we're oh, even okay, well even with the Oscars because we did so many episodes. Mm-hmm. I think we're only fifteen episodes behind. <laughs> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, which, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Well, it's anyway, fine. welcome to Movie Sucktastic, uh, where we're counting through the years on our new format, and we're currently still stuck in 1974. Uh, I am currently one years old, and Joey has not yet been born. I'm, yeah, I'm not even an itching in my daddy's pants, as uh, <laughs> Riggs says. No, not yes. Riggs. Um, is it Riggs? Uh, Danny Glover's character in Lethal Weapon yeah, is, is Riggs, no, right? Yeah, Murtaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had it backwards. Um, and this episode, we're reviewing the uh, Larry Cohen classic, It's Alive. It's Alive. Now, I love Larry Cohen. I'm a huge fan. Yes, I, I, uh, I, I do enjoy Larry Cohen myself. The stuff. Oh, yeah. The sound slot, the ambulance. Um, uh,. Uh, God told me to, which we reviewed on the show. We have reviewed that one. Uh, I just, I'm a huge fan of his, and this is one I never got around to seeing. And I was hoping to watch the two sequels to it as well before we got to this part, but I didn't. I'm lucky I was able to get this in. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, I've never seen It's Alive. No, me neither. I've never seen it. and, and uh, I watched this alone. Uh, the wife uh, refused on any and all counts to, to sit with me on this one. Same, I didn't even ask. I just watched it alone. <laughs> uh, and, I, I literally crammed this in last night and uh, on my lunch break today. 
and I, I've got I've got mixed feelings on it. Uh, this is a, uh, I definitely I, I definitely think it's better than Rosemary's Baby, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's got its moments. At least you and, get to see this baby. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, um, even a little bit is more than in Rosemary's Baby, which was nil. Yeah, I'll tell you right off the bat, though, the first thing about this film that, that really caught me off guard was the opening credits, which was just a wall of flashlights. Oh, yeah, it was. It was which I mean, which you, figure, a, you figure that out later. Well, but, yeah, because it, it kind of hints to like the, the half hour, almost it feels like a half an hour. They spend wandering sewer tunnels. It's at least 15 minutes. It, it, it actually reminded me, and I wonder if this was intentional, because um, Larry Cohen's old school. Uh, there, there's that. Um, I, I believe it was the Indestructible Man. It, it was one of those, okay, like bad ones. And like the last half hour of the film is them trying to chase him down in the sewers, and it was like just like this, like the flashlights. Not as, this wasn't as bad, but I just kept adding <laughs> flashbacks to that. Uh, so, do you want to explain the format? Was it Monster a Go Go? It might have been Monster a Go Go. Monster? Oh, maybe it was Monster a Go Go. Might, yeah. That I, I might be conflating those two. Uh, uh, but I'm sorry. What? what no, d- uh, I was going to say I've explained the format the last three episodes. Do you want to do a take on the, the new sure. format? Sure. We're trying and- to fill in the gaps of our our, our previous film um, experiences. And so I came up with the idea of starting uh, with our the, the earliest year of our existence, which for me is 1973, the year I was born. And then uh, I started it. And uh, in the past, we would pick a movie to challenge each other based on a theme or some kind of similarity, uh, actor, theme song, uh, shot, whatever, between the films. But now what we're doing is we're just picking films in each year that we feel we have to review that have slipped through the cracks while we've been jumping around randomly. And uh, as we challenge back and forth to each other, and each person option to either choose another film from the same year or advance us to the next year. There you go. Yeah, um, and a perfect example of what you were saying with the old format. The old format, Scott, you know, probably would have challenged me to Monster Go Go because of that sewer scene. Because right. it, the the two scenes or the, the the theme, the thematic part of both of those movies kind of match, and that's but, all you need for a challenge. But with you know the old format. You know, I would I would have put you right on to It's Alive too, And besides, I wouldn't have because it's your challenge this week. That It is my challenge this week. And, mm-hmm. you know, stay with us because we might be staying in 1974 or I might feel we need to go into 1975. Now we're staying in 74. Um, <laughs> Shh. <laughs> we just started. Come on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, It's Alive is, is, the, is the charming little story of, of your typical uh, 70s middle class, uh, middle upper class nuclear family uh, that gives birth to an abomination. A total abomination. And we yeah. find out why later in the film. No, we don't. Sure we do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. They her, don't say... Well, her doctor... Right, we, no, no. 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 Hold on. Well, we'll discuss this later. Let's okay. Get, let's get to the basics first. Okay. So, so the film starts with flashlights shining at the, at, at the screen. And then we get to a house... Uh, and, and I was automatically thrown off by two things. One, uh, the father is um, Frank John, Davies. Or uh, John P. Ryan. That actor, right? Who, who I love. I, who is, and, and what film was he in? Oh, uh, Runaway Train. Runaway Train. And? It's called Runaway. Isn't it? No, it's Runaway Train. Okay, Runaway Train, yeah. And 3 O'Clock High. Three, the principal, that's the one that hit me first. It's like, it's like don't, don't fuck, fuck this up, Mitchell. <laughs> don't fuck this up, Mitchell. My wife has never seen that. Oh, no. Because we were watching a family guy that was, and I was like, oh, it's three o'clock high. She's like, I've never seen it. It's just, oh, you, you got, break my heart every time you say stuff like you gotta that. You got to get on you know? that. They've oh. recently uh, released that on Blu-ray. So, yeah, they, like, even, they even did like a, uh, they even like switched it around with that uh, school fight thing with. Um, oh, yeah. The, Charlie and. and, the, and uh, the Ice Cube. Ice Cube, whatever. Oh, yeah, it was a total ripoff. Yeah. And what the hell was that called? That was called Fist Fight. Fist, fist fight. fight. Class Fight, Fist Fight. Fist Fight. And the yeah. thing is, Mayor wanted to see it really, really bad, so I had gotten it for him. We watched it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch 3 o'clock high. Yeah, right. I mean, it wasn't terrible. 
it, but the I like prob- early day, and I'm just glad to see him get a, a starring role. But, well, yeah, eh. but here's the here's my main problem with it. I've already seen that movie, and it was much better. Yeah, you hey, know, at least at least he's at least he would get, he got all of that uh, Pacific Rim money. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my but, god. So yeah. So uh, what struck me in this opening? This, so the two things that struck me is one, I immediately hated John Ryan's character. Immediately hated him. Immediately, she's like goofy, smiling, mumbling. He mumbles through the whole fucking film. Yeah. There, there's one scene where he says something. I, I turned it up and I rewound it four times and I couldn't make a word. It's just, oh. Oh, you know what? I didn't. I was, I was watching it, but it's like shit. Probably should have watched it with the subtitles on for that part. I, I, and I, I just I to see. I couldn't find any. I, I got. Uh, oh, my it. copy has subtitles. You, yours did. Where were the fuck were you? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you should have texted. You should have texted me. I we'll have to we'll have to compare copies because I I need the subtitles. After the show, we can go to. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the weird thing was like she wakes up, it's like oh it's time, it's time, <laughs> and all of a sudden and, and I nor, I'm used to I'm used to the film and television thing where it's like oh it's a mad dash now and then she's in labor and we're running through the doors. So they're like no, it's like they're getting ready for an airplane trip that afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like brushing his teeth. They're like packing. It's like, oh, go wake up the kid. Um, let me mess with him in his sleep for a little bit. Hey, 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 hey! Look at this. The cat's pawing you. The minute I saw that cat, I was like that cat's gonna die. <laughs> oh, that's a dead cat. That's a dead cat. Foreshadowing he, a bit. He spends like a full five minutes like mumbling to the kid in his bed. Uh, the kid who, by the way, through the entire film, always perpetually looks like he just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> there, after that scene, there is no scene where he does not look. Even when he's running, at the end, he looks like he just woke up and started running. <laughs> now, here's. I guess here's the difference. I mean, yes. As far he, as by the way, what? son of a film director. So just so you know. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the difference. I'm. I watched this, and he's doing, taking their time, and it's like, oh, it's time, and I didn't think anything weird of it. Because I've done this twice. Yes, you've done it. I only know what I know from TV and movies because yeah. I've never had to go through that nonsense. So, so I was like, what, what? Why is everyone so casual? She's ready to, you know, give birth. What the? Oh, let's run him by the friend's house. The uh, the creepy uncle uh, Bob, who's <laughs> who's definitely fucking that. Oh, hey. Oh, he's get he's got the ice cream laced with sleepos and. Gotta fuck that little dog. Hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, we're fine. He pick, comes out in this bathroom. Let's go make some waffles. Yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's let him. Let's let him stay with our bachelor friend. What the what? Really? <laughs> anyway, sorry, but uh, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, Charlie. Now, Larry Cohen's films always have some kind of deeper meaning, and I really like uh, this film is the same way, obviously. Right. And I think he handles some things well. Now, the, the, I'm sorry, did I over-talk with you anything about the no. opening sequence? No. Well, when they get to the hospital, he's in the waiting room with the other guys. Yeah. I, I really like the way... It's it's not... Like, it's not subtle by any means. I like the way how he segued into the whole idea of, like, pollution and everything with the guy. Like, I, I need something to stir my coffee. Here's my pencil. I've been using it for the past five hours. <sighs> <laughs> which which immediately leads into like oh there's garbage everywhere and lead and oh yeah you gotta yeah. see these rich folks homes with the what did he say was their big problem oh um it wasn't rats it was something like there's like you know what you know what the bigger problem that they have is oh no it wasn't rats it was right. um That's what i'm saying it wasn't rats slugs was slugs oh yeah slugs <laughs> like slugs they can't get rid of the slugs they could go like through slugs. a lawn in three or four days yeah <laughs> And then the freaky guy that's like like two days away from like opening fire at a, at, a, at like a at a garlic festival. Yeah. He's like banging the, the I can't get my coffee out of the machine. He's like, hey dude, here, have some. Have Stole my fifty cents. Here's your now, fifty cents. Go, and again, go, go 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 do something. The, and and like it didn't really hit me until the second act where they really set up uh, John Ryan's character as like this really mellow guy. Not a care in the world. Eh, whatever. Hey, have some kids. Why? What are you guys talking about doom and gloom for? We're having kids here. Eh, who wants to play poker? You know, just and and just like the the transition of his from that to like, yeah, I want to be the one who kills him. <laughs> it's <just, laughs> it's got to be me. 
it's once you see that transition, I started really just loving him as an actor. I just oh yeah. And, and my my favorite line in the movie comes from him, and it's early on in the film. It's uh, so. After after they get to the hospital and you know the whole scene with the with all the guys and it's totally different nowadays. I mean the last I don't even want to say the last twenty years. It's probably even longer than that. The when this movie was made, I guess it was kind of the norm that the like husband it. didn't. I like where he's, well, he's he's like tapping on the glass. Hey, ting 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 ting. It's not a pet store guy. What the fuck? <laughs> the kid's not even born yet. It's no, those aren't your kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that. Um, but the men are not in the delivery room, right? I was in the delivery room for both of my children, and I know p- plenty of people that were in the delivery room even twenty plus years ago. No so, one invited. Th- so, no uh, one. Well, the, the, it just goes uh, to show that you know there was a time when men just didn't do that. They just waited around, you know, for uh, for them to get done. Well. And, and and throughout the film, you do they do show that contrast between the the male role and the female role in the family, and uh, uh, now they, they they there's a lot of there's stuff later on that I think you're referring to and I think you're mistaken on, um, where they do kind of lean about like oh the chemical today and what's going to happen and there's a bit of thalidomide running through that theme too, uh, but but that's just part of the story because the other part of it is I I kind of took the film as saying okay. Think of like think of like a like a parents of like a guy who grows up to be a serial killer, oh, uh, you yeah. know, so something like that where like their child becomes a monster. So and just dial it back to okay, the kid's the monster the minute it comes out of the fucking womb. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, being delivered, it's scared shitless, and that's when it kills things, is when it's scared. Well, by things you mean every doctor and nurse in the operating room, every single one. Yes. Uh, but my favorite line, going back to that. <laughs> Is is that during the sequence? Yeah, it's it's after he goes he goes char you know charges into the delivery room because a doctor comes out like holding his like neck or something he's bleeding yeah, out. Like, yeah, <laughs> and he goes and then, in there. And the first thing to do is they drag him out like he's the major problem. Yeah. Says, hold on, you got a room full of dead people. The the, the frantic father is the least of your fucking worries. Yeah, and, and they drag him out, and he he just he just he looks at them and he goes. This hospital stole my baby. <laughs> my favorite Actually, line by far. My favorite line is like three minutes later when the cop... Now, the cop is played by uh, Lieutenant Perkins, by James Dixon. Now, he was also the postman in The Stuff. Oh. Oh, it, yeah. Well, with, the, with, the, with like the... Yeah. And then he has the, he has the wide mouth later. That's why I recognized him from immediately. Um, <laughs> I didn't recognize I, him from anything. And I really, oh, you didn't recognize him from the stuff. I didn't. Aw, I've seen uh, that movie like no joke. I've probably seen the stuff like fifteen times, and it just it just didn't hit me that he was. That's he, the he first the same scene guy. where uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie or whatever his name is meets up with a uh, Mo, <laughs> the post office. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so the doctor now the doctor, um, she, uh, the actor's name is Seamus Locke. He's done like nothing else, which no. shocked me because the minute I saw that guy, I was like, I know that motherfucker. Apparently, I don't. You don't. He just well, looks like a bunch of other people. He's like, yeah, I know this guy, and I hate. Yeah, him. he's the Irish brogue and everything. It's perfect. Just like you just knew it as a motherfucker. You have to like, kill it. You have to kill it now. Because like like the doctor and and um, the doctor and the lieutenant both come up to are both there after, and the doctor's just immediately like, hey, you know, you've been exposed to radiation. The thing was a monster. It's like, dude, bedside manner. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. And and the lieutenant definitely eventually become you, know, you, you you quickly learn that the lieutenant's someone to trust. But there's that part where the doctor's drilling um, the father. And he's like, oh, didn't didn't you contact with information about abortion? It's like, yeah, who doesn't this day and age? And, uh, That's uh, right. Well, yeah, we we contemplated it, but then we decided against it, and we had the kid. And then you just hear the lieutenant go, oh, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then off screen, like they, which must have been a last minute edition, it's like, oh, I'm sorry for that crack. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry for that last crack. Like he was making several. He wasn't. <laughs> but it's like, 
<laughs> but I, I just thought his face was because like, he wasn't even like joking. He was like, "Yeah, we all make mistakes." Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah I obviously shouldn't have had this little bastard. <laughs> I actually, my favorite scenes are ones with the lieutenant and the father in the same on the same screen. Oh, because yeah, they're good. Just those two. It's just I don't know something, but they had a chemistry, a chemistry that I really fell for. Well, I love John P. Ryan. I'll, I'll watch him in anything. You know, it just and. There, there's a screenshot of him um, on one of these things where he's wearing a white jacket. What is that from? Or a white shirt? A I recognize it. And it's shirt. got like a it's got a clover on it, and I don't recognize what it's from. Huh. I wow. didn't know if you could think about it. If you go to IMDb, it's like one of the main pictures they show him with the white jacket. It's like a Nehru jacket. Let me look. And I can't place it, and it's bugging the shit out of me. It might not. Oh yeah, there, there it is. Mm-hmm. And I hate it when they have a picture, but they don't know, say the movie that it's from. I hate that. I can't place it. I mean, I'm. I, I, I want to say a sci-fi film, but yeah, there's another picture of him. Oh, it's called The Cell Within. The Cell Within. This from 1989. 89. So if you look at his photos, um, at the bottom. Oh. They have a picture of him, the one that you're looking at. But if you go to the picture before it, it's a it's um it's a a zoomed oh, it's a, Mi- a zoomed out shot. It's a Miami Vice episode. That's why. Okay. No, is it? The Cell Within is the name of a Miami Vice episode. Oh yeah, forty-seven yeah. minutes. There it is. He looks. Miami he Vice. looks like he's playing like a um, um like a, a uh, like a not a priest, but like a, like a uh, monk or no no like, like a psychedelic priest. Like a cult like leader, a, like a Timothy Leary type guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like from like the old Dragnet episode. I'm thinking cult I, leader. I am the new way to go. I am the way of the future. Yeah, he's what's his, he's what's his face from Judge Dredd. <laughs> he's not Amar Desante. Not Amar Desante, the other guy. Okay. The guy that was leading like the cult in the movie. He was mm. wearing like a tunic. Like, you don't trust anyone wearing a tunic. No, no, no. Always live by those rules. Great fucking movie. Um, now, so too bad it made no money. This is like the one Will Ferrell film I love. We're talking about Lost. Um, Land of the Lost. Land I actually just had this conversation not that long ago with someone other than you about how good that movie is and how it made zero dollars. And how like like the last the previous four films of his were complete shit fuck, like just just like random runoff films, and they were they all like made like mega money, tons of money. At work today, they, somebody somebody keeps uh, quoting uh, Talladega Nights, and I was like, I fucking no, no. <laughs> Why is that the film being quoted and not not Land of the Lost? You know, I I just Land of the Lost cost like a hundred million dollars. Jesus Christ! It cost a hundred million, and now I have to was, find out how much it made because I'm pretty sure it didn't. It, it, it made bombed. like a, maybe a third of that. Bombed, yeah, and it was a fucking beautiful hilarious film are you tired um, of always being right i really am i really am <laughs> matt lauer can suck it man did they call that <laughs> hey <sighs> don't give some credit for that um but uh so a- after the baby kills all these people in the hospital uh the hospital tells them they want confidentiality then they immediately leak his name to the press Oh yeah! Like, in his car ride home from the massacre, it's on the radio. It's like motherfuckers, you leaked my name, <laughs> and then, and and I tell you that it should have been boring. It should have been unnecessary. But that sequence where he goes to work the next day and the boss calls him in was fucking painful. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, oh, they're gonna fuck this guy. He knows it too. And like, he's like, oh, just take your vacation time off. That's good. And after he leaves the. the Secretary comes in and says, like, "Yeah, pack up his stuff from his desk and send it to him. He's not coming back." <laughs> <laughs> you got no friends. You got no friends, Frank. You got no friends. So, Land of the Lost cost a hundred million. It made forty-nine million domestically, nineteen million in the foreign market for a total of sixty-eight million. Man. Didn't even make its budget. Even with, even like video, it didn't break even. Yeah, and, and it came out June fifth. Summer film. It was a summer movie. Yeah. It came out the same weekend as The Hangover. 
the first hangover. Ooh. So, I mean, who... Bad luck. Well, the thing is, nobody knew that film was going to be that big. But it, I mean, that's what I'm saying, but, like, it did. Word of mouth. It's one yeah. of those films that word of mouth just skyrocketed it. Land of the Lost, no one went to see it, so there was no word of mouth. Because, oh, my God. All right. The following week, or the, the same day, the... Um, the woman that did, uh, what was, what's her name? Nia Var, Vardalos. She was the one that was in my, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, that one, yeah. She had a, another Greek comedy called My Life in Ruins, which did terribly. Same weekend. Mm-hmm. Then the following weekend... Hey, Windex, get it? <laughs> the f- yeah, the following weekend, Imagine That, and the taking of the re- remake of The Taking of Pelham 123. Mm-hmm. Is that Coke Vanilla? It's um, it's actually Coke Zero, uh, orange vanilla. Oh, I, well, I like the Coke orange it's, vanilla. It's, it's washing down the gin. That's all it. Matters. I don't. I don't like the diet version of that. I don't like anything. Uh, I don't want the sugar. I'm sorry. That's too bad. It's too bad. <laughs> uh, and then the following week is the proposal, another romantic comedy, and Year One, which was that Jack Black, Michael Sarah, caveman movie. Oh yeah, thank God that bombed. My sister's keeper. I forgot about that piece. Of that I never even. I never. I didn't make it through the trailer. I don't think. I am. Wow. It's interesting to look back ten years ago at summer releases, before Marvel, and DC has completely <laughs> taken over the summer, the summer weekends. Because I'm looking at these movies coming out, and it's like it's The Hangover and Land of the Lost. My life in ruins. Taking a Pelham one, two, three. These are the summer movies heading into Fourth of July. The proposal, year one, my sister's keeper. Now we're actually in Fourth of July weekend, and it's Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, which was the you know, the sequel to Transformers, which made a shit ton of money. But here's the thing: nobody else was even thinking about competing with anything leading up to that release at all. And then Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, the Johnny Depp movie, Public Enemies, the Sasha Baron Cohen film, Bruno. Ugh. I mean, Harry Potter. And Out of all, you've listed every film from that summer. The only one I'd want to watch right now is Land of the Lost. And Hangover. And uh, Hangover, yeah. Uh, August 7th, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Jesus Christ! The sequel? The first one. Was that that the first one? That was the first one. Why does the first one have a subtitle, a sub name? Uh, Just call it GI Joe. Yeah, I don't know. That was the first one, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. What what was it called? The Rise of Cobra. Isn't that the? I I think that's the second one. Is it? I'll double check that while you're doing your thing. No, that's the first one. I, I. is because it? then, yeah, in 2013, they made G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, Retaliation, that's right. Bruce Willis is in that, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah, and The Rock. <laughs> trying trying to save that one. <laughs> um, you guys got a free weekend? Yeah, sure. Why? What do you got? G.I. <laughs> Joe 2? Uh, all right. Oh, and then District 9 came out August 14th, which mm. was awesome. First Oscar film on your list. Yeah, uh, Inglorious Bastards came out a week later. Oh, there it is. And then the summer, my, su- my, the summer ends with the final destination, which it wasn't the final one, and no. uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Oh, well, that was a fun one. But Dude, that was that was the summer of '09. No, percent. No superhero it, movies. That since you just that, that since at all. you just mentioned it, fifty percent of the people in my office. That I talk to, are just now seeing Inglorious Bastards. What? Because of the new one that's out now. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, I've never seen it before. The fuck, really? So yeah, people keep telling me I should I should see Pulp Fiction. Please whoa, stop. Whoa. Uh, yeah. No. This, this is what I have to do Twenty-five years days. old. Twenty-five yeah. years old. This is its twenty-fifth anniversary. This is what I'm dealing with. You know. Jesus. Well, I have I, ha- I have someone that he's young, uh, he's like twenty nine, and 
he just doesn't watch movies. So it's not something like I say, hey, have you seen this movie? When he says no, I know he has, it's just because he doesn't watch movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not, I'm not dealing with the same thing you are. You know, it's it's like when I say, "Hey, we're re- we're reviewing It's Alive this week," and no one blinks. I get it. Yeah, I'm not of course. whatever. But Pulp Fiction, come <laughs> on. And here's really? the thing: Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards are realistically the two best things. Now, I'm not saying his other films. His other no, no, films no. are very good, but those are probably his number one and number two movie. And I interchange both of those. Sometimes I feel Inglorious Bastards is the better film. And then sometimes well, I feel like Pulp Fiction is the better film. Well, I mean, uh, I, I had to I had to correct somebody. I don't know. It's like it's like uh, I can't even. What? Well, they said like Pulp Fiction is like oh, doesn't that begin at the ending? It's like no, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually begins like you know I can't even. It like begins like in the middle. So let's stop there. Uh, and and but somebody else is like yeah, but, you know I don't think it was that big of a deal. I said well, all right. Considering the time period, no one else was really doing nonlinear until this came out. That's right. So it's a good film on its own, but you have to understand the time period, too. It's like when you watch Citizen Kane's, like, I don't get it. The camera angles, yeah, whatever. What the fuck? Yeah, consider the time period. Yeah. You know, this, you know, this film invented some of the shit that Fucking you're used to seeing these days. Orson Welles was putting, he put that camera, like a camera that was hundreds of pounds on, mm-hmm. its, on its back and had people walk on like plate glass that would the camera was underneath they, it and they, they were having camera lenses oh like he invented camera lenses to do like the split thing yeah it just yeah so i i felt the same way the first time i saw it too but you have to take a historical aspect i guess i'm old enough now where pulp fiction is actually a historical film <laughs> oh god oh anyway it's alive it's alive um yeah so um, after, after, uh, he loses his job, the father loses his job, the mother is, uh, going crazy. She's literally, and I would say slowly, but it, it it's, it's, it's moving rapidly. But Given the totally- time period of her giving birth to her, like, basically her story arc is, it's pretty quick. And, and it's, 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 it's greeted as madness by the father, but at the same time, it's like a, a level of postpartum depression. Which is yeah, a real thing, of course, and that goes into that too. And again, this is how like parents are coping with the idea that their child uh, is a monster. A, in, in this case, literally, literally and, a monster. And how they're dealing with it, and she's uh, trying to smooth over the edges and just uh, forget. You know, she's trying to put blinders on, forgetting what she even saw in the, in the operating room, and just like, uh, you know, love her her child, right? While the father is rejecting him as even being his it is not mine it is he is not mine no yeah he actually his exact words were it is no relation to me no relation to me it's not that's not that boy did not come from my loins (laughs) Um, son when i get home i'm gonna punch your mama (laughs) (laughs) there is no way that you came from my loins (laughs) <laughs> oh my god what year is that i think that's 77 i uh, i don't even know i think it is it's like 76 or 77 yeah. smoky and abandoned jackie gleason it's too fucking good so so while the baby's running around killing people throughout the city including milkmen yeah and i'm watching the film and i'm like wow people are still getting milk delivered huh <laughs> and i was thinking like is it being delivered cold or is that shit even pasteurized? I'm like, you're just leaving milk out on the no, stoop. No, it's not up to here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm just thinking that. Like, that's what I'm thinking more than anything. And it was, uh, the brand was Carnation. And I'm like, wow, those fuckers are still making creamers for coffee, like, to yeah. this very day. And but for all I know, milk. But, well, yeah. yeah. But I'm like... But huh. yeah, the baby kills the milkman, and then I love the scene where the cops all rush the house and they point the guns at the baby. Oh, <laughs> and I, I swear, like it shows the baby like looking at him silly. It, like, sh- it cuts to the guns pointed right at the baby, cuts to the baby, cuts to the guns, and then it goes black, and I'm waiting for the gunshot. 
Not because because it would be funny, but tragic, but also funny. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. But when the milkman gets gets it, uh, you see, and what they show the 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 baby sight from its point of view. Mm-hmm. Which, oh yeah, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. But you know, they say babies can't see so great, even when it's not a monster. Yeah, they talk for shit. Uh, yeah. The the we're the weakest animal on the planet. When we're born, we're 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 the weakest animal on the planet. There's right, there's we, nothing weaker we than a human. And we fucking raise everything. Well, destroy everything. Anyway, So anyway, they they're showing uh, this baby's sight from its point of view, and they just use a, kind of like a double vision to do that. Um, I think he was underwater. Like it was cross-eyed or something. I think the baby had a cold. I think that's all it really was. Is that really what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but they show like they show the they show the milkman with a list of things that he needs to deliver to said address, and he he reaches in, and he puts something. He reaches in, and then he puts something down. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is where he bites it. There's just no just he absolutely bites it here. And on like the fourth or fifth thing that he reaches in to grab, he doesn't come back out. You just see his legs. The legs kicking, <laughs> like that, and the shot of the of the. Uh, ironically, the shot of two of police officers holding loaded guns on a on a on a newborn child is the last moment of levity in this film. Yeah. <laughs> ironically, that's the that's the last time you laugh. The At last least intentionally. Time. And ah, uh, got intentionally. it. Intentionally. Uh, after that, after that, Larry said, "Hey, we're going to take it serious now. We're going to bring things down a bit." Just a little bit. Just so little after, bit. after the milkman gets it, uh, some milk's breaking, and he's like bleeding out, and the milk in the back turns like a pinkish color because the blood <laughs> is mixing with the milk, and oh. it's just pouring all over the ground. Yeah, poor milkman. And like shortly after that, again, one of the great Lieutenant Perkins lines, like hunting and killing babies, doesn't seem to be my specialty. <laughs> and the guy's like, "What are you griping for? You're lucky you don't have kids." <laughs> um yeah so in, in that time the father like is in such denial that he uh he sells the the rights to his his baby's corpse for a hundred thousand oh yeah yeah and, and and like the doctor's there like the at that point every time like like the authority any kind of authority is dealing with the father with the baby the doctor's right there now and, and now, when the doctor was with the professor at his house, and uh, nice pool by the way, and he's telling him yeah. like he's selling him like, how, the the how you know and he signs the contracts to s- sell the rights to his his baby's corpse. Uh, the doctor's there. He's like, yeah, right now he's just like this weird like evil guy hovering in the background. But the minute he shows up with the the, the lieutenant later, it's like, why is he with the fucking cops? That's when I knew. All right, something's gonna happen to this guy. Oh yeah, there was. They really it, want us to hate this guy because he's like, yeah. Every chance they get, he's like there. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the baby has to die. <laughs> now, uh, you know, after I watch a movie, I always go and I take a look and just read as much as I can about it. You know what other people think, and mm-hmm. I always skim the the Wikipedia page, and the <laughs> Wikipedia page talks about how the doctor was prescribing contra- contraception birth control right. to the wife and that's why the baby was came out all deformed and fucked up all right but they don't say that in the film no but they do allude to it all right no but this is the whole thing and they, they want to keep them quiet about it too no but if you listen remember the conversation this is where i think you're a little confused here is they hint to this stuff they say oh there's environmental stuff and then there's like oh they're like the thalidomide shit that, you know the drugs we're giving these mothers and stuff when the doctor talks to that corporate guy he says he says we want to quash the investigation because if we find out that our medicine is what caused this, this is going to be trouble. So we don't want that baby's uh, remains to even survive whatever happens to it. Which so, pretty much means that it's it's their fault. No, no. It means they want to make sure it doesn't come out that it's their fault in case it is. That, I, so I, think it, it, I think 
without saying it, it says that it's their fault and it's their drugs that caused no, the, this no, baby I, to be deformed. But again, but then you're ignoring the whole opening scene with the, the fathers where they talk about the poisons in the system, the lead, and how, like, uh, you know, nature yeah, well, over, yeah, over well, as well. Yeah. That's, that's what the whole slug thing is about. It's like, yeah, even nature can, like, turn on you at this point. Uh, Larry, he puts out all the different things. So you can't really pull, pin one down. There's all these different aspects that you can blame. But he, but in the end, does it even matter who you're blaming? Because it's like, you know, with the silk, what, what happened? Why did he end up, like, you know, killing children and eating their brains and then storing their bodies in weird poses? Well, you know, it's just, does it matter, you know, what happened that he got there? So the parents are, like, trying to deny that it's their influence that caused this baby to happen. But there's no definitive proof that it wasn't them. So... I mean, and every, and everybody's just trying to avoid blame. So, I mean, Larry's Larry is very per, very specific in not pointing specific blame at one option, but just laying it wide. You know, it it could just be a freak in nature. It could be chemicals. It could be the drugs. I mean, there's all these different variables. But when push comes to shove, the tr- the, the 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 just the baseline reality is that your child is a freak killing people. Well, yeah. Well, and yeah. then the end of the film too, like the very, very end. <laughs> what, Hold on, don't don't jump to the end. That's right. the best. Part. Well, I mean, it, it has to do with what we're talking about right now. So. I know, but. <laughs> so. So anyway, so moving on, uh, you know, uh, where were we? We were at. Well, um, we're at him selling the rights to the co- selling so the rights. Right, okay. The baby's running around. The cops are following him. So at one point, the cops get called to um, uh, an elementary school. That's right. And and uh, the doctor gets a call at, at, at the father's house because in those days they didn't have pagers or cell phones or smart secretaries because she tells the, the a random guy what the message for the doctor. And that's how the father finds out that the cops have, tr- have uh, tracked the mutant baby, his mutant baby, to his son's elementary school. Yeah, I mean, Which, this, if for for a mutant baby, this thing gets around pretty pretty quickly and knows it, where stuff is. How does it know where he's going to school? Yeah, it's very very weird. I mean, like they the, at one, I mean, after that, the baby ends up back at the Davis's house or the uh, Davies. Right, and da- I feel Davies like house. A missing- and I feel like is that their last name? Scene. What? Davies. Yeah. I'm yeah, right. Davies. So now, he ends up at their house. Like, how did he find the house? Well, there's a part that I feel like there's a missing scene from this film that I saw at least, where because because um, bachelor friend Bob says, "Oh, I'll take the young Charlie out fishing." No, no, then, it's Charlie, and the kid's name is uh, the fuck's kid's name. Uh, the, the Charlie was the friend, and the kids name was something else really I, th- I thought charlie was the kid no chris was the kid oh chris i'm sorry charlie is the friend chris is the kid my bad it's not um, really it's no big deal Char- charlie was the son of a direct i i got the names mixed up uh but um charlie says oh i'll take him out fishing well up, up you know we'll go up to and go fishing and then they sh- when they showed the elementary school there's a shot of like the son's picture and it says my favorite like barn or something or farm and it's like, oh, like okay. So he found a picture of like Charlie, like the Charlie's favorite farm, not Charlie's favorite farm, Chris. Chris's favorite farm. And Charlie's gonna take him to the farm to go fishing. It's like, oh, oh, this is gonna meet up here, but no, it never happens. No. So I feel like there's a missing scene. Well, um, I mean, uh, see, does the Blu-ray have deleted scenes? I don't even know. I just watched the movie. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, so, and, you know, and then after that, um, uh, John P. Ryan's character, Frank, he goes back to his house, and the wife's still crazy, and he's just like, uh, Chris, come home today? And she's like, oh, no. No, no, hold on. He's, he's like walking around, and he's like, Man, something, he something's ask? off. Why does he ask that? Well, well. Do you remember why? Specifically? Well, didn't he see something? Yeah, because in the morning, he he grabbed six bottles of milk, five or six bottles of milk. And the fridge is empty. Well, then, not, not yet, not yet. That's the, you're talking of the meat part where the fridge is empty. The, oh, what, right. T- what tips him off is he, he goes into the fridge, he's next to the fridge, and he walks over, and there's like eight empty milk bottles. And he's like, 
So then he walks over. He goes to her. He's like, was Chris home today? He's like, yeah, Chris, was Chris, Chris, Chris home today? Was he very, very thirsty for milk? It's like, <laughs> eight, eight quarts. Eight pints. Eight pints. That's two quarts of milk. That, it, it, unless he followed a trail of vomit up to the kid's bedroom, that's not him. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking milk to be chugging in like a nice summer afternoon. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was literally. I... And the wife, she's denying it. You look high right now. Connection is poor. This is every week. Scott is only doing Wi-Fi. And then someone hops on his Plex and just eats the, all of the bandwidth. Oh, all right. Um. I'm going to have to kill this. No, I don't want to sign out. <laughs> what am I doing? There we go. All right. So, man, I hate it when this happens because I don't want to talk about this alone. It's boring. You can't bounce off each other. It's boring. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Are you still there uh, well it, the message went through but I'm not thinking that uh, he's getting it he's probably rebooting right now uh, alright so do we stay in 1974 or do we go to 1975 hmm I already know my movie challenge. Why are you... Oh, he's calling the house line. Oh, Mr. Wilson. Oh. You're calling... The house line. Let's see what he says to that. Oh, so much dead air. Why are you not answering? That is the house line. See if I can hear her. Ta. Mayor just picked up the phone. Scott's on the other end, and he's like, oh shit, I'm calling the house line, not the Skype line for the show. Why isn't he calling why aren't you calling my cell? That's what I want to know. Oh, such good radio. Let's see. Is she going to open the door? I don't know. All right. Let's see, 1974. I've already picked my film, but there are so many movies in 74. Like uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Terrible movie. Scott loves it. I don't like it. But we already reviewed that. Then you got classics like Chinatown, which I would never challenge. Joe? Yeah, what's the matter? <laughs> oh boy why do you call the house line let's call Mr. Wilson he lost power in his house I think what I'm going to do is put it on speakerphone and we will just end the show that way
Hello? You lost power in your house? The block. Oh it's my like the town. Wow. I you have so, a, so, so yeah, wrap up the show. Do you do you have any adverse weather? Like what's happening? No, I, no, nothing. Oh, I bet I know what it is. It's a bit, it's a million degrees and all the AC uh, central air and AC units are just totally killed your grid. For te- for Texas it ain't that hot tonight, really. No kidding. Yeah. All right. So this is what we'll do. I'll give you your challenge. Your phone is near the microphone. It's it, it, We're going to end the show poor man's way, but we'll do it that way, okay? Okay. Hello, people. Hey. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's a lie. Freaky babies. Freaky babies. And they, they had another one born in Chicago. Uh, Seattle, but still. Seattle. Major city. So yeah, I guess I guess you're, your argument for you know pollution and toxic waste and all things like that it's another major city it's Seattle so yeah exactly yeah but again it's also big pharma you know birth control whatever it it could go either way I'm leaning I'm leaning towards drugs so <laughs> so am I but a different way uh, well. Uh, they're, so, they're, what are you challenging me to, sir? All right. So the thing is, it's like, do I feel like we still belong in 1974 or should we move to yeah. 1975? And? We're staying in 1974. Duh. And one of the reasons why we're doing this is so that we can do some of the classics, movies that we should be reviewing. A fi- uh-huh. This film is considered a classic, but, I, you know, it's... It's, it's not a good film by any means. It's a respect. Not approach. No. Well, no. correct. Yeah. So it, it's not a. I wouldn't say it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a bad film, but it's definitely reviewable, and it should be reviewed on our show. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you a huge hint. All right. All right. We talked about. You know the, I can't cheat because I got no power. I know, but. It's part of when you move to Texas. It's a part of what we wanted. We wanted to review Texas movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Okay. Yeah, we definitely have to run through that. Sure. Yeah. So that came out uh, October eighteenth, nineteen seventy-four, just in time for the Halloween uh, Halloween holiday. Made mm-hmm. a, made a lot of money for 1974. I'll say that it made like 23 million bucks. So and the actors saw none of it. None of it. Absolutely none of it. And we'll get into all of that when we actually review this next week. Oh yeah. So all right, 1974. We are staying there, and we're gonna review the Texas Chainsaw Massacre next week. All right, everybody. As always, thank you for joining us for another episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 304. We are ending the show right now. Make sure you go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Make sure you go to iTunes and you can download and listen to the show there, just like you can on the website. You can tune in live every week at the website and watch the live stream and hang out with us and review, uh, watch us review the film, uh, as long as Scott doesn't lose power. And you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can also go and download the 100% free Android app for your Android device. Everything I said is in the Android app. It's actually really well done. It's excellent. It's something you should definitely have. And, uh, well, that's about it. Do you have any any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? I'm in the dark, Charlie! <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Until then, bye bye.